Today's advanced training. Man, I'm excited about today's advanced training. Um, emergency response system, ERS. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. Um, just recently I was asked on a national call to teach on this, and I was honored to do so. The emergency response system is something that the Alliance has really uh, taken and run with. A lot of people are using, and we've heard um, a lot of tweaks that people have made to it to make it their own, and I really encourage that. Uh, but one of the things I'm most proud of is the ERS came from an agent in the Fitz Group. Uh, it was developed in the Fitz Group is where it originated. And uh, I, I've seen it since the beginning and the different iterations that it's taken on. Uh, so today I'm not going to do like an emergency response system advanced training. Uh, what I'm going to do today is just tell you the basics of the emergency response system. And you'll see where there are some tweaks you can make. Uh, you'll hear from top producers little adjustments that they've made uh, that works better for them. And I encourage you to do that. Make sure it's working for you. Uh, but today I'm just going to teach you the basics. So let's jump into it. Uh, when you are in the uh, ATM, that's our Alliance Training Manual, that's our in-home presentation. When you're in there, there's actually a page in your ATM that looks like this. This is version 6.0. Uh, it says emergency response system. Currently, there's over $1 billion in unclaimed life insurance money in America. Most unclaimed life insurance is from beneficiaries not knowing that they were a beneficiary on a policy. Emergency response system is our way of making sure your death claim will be paid immediately to your beneficiaries. I think when you're showing this page in a home, you need to be good at telling the story. We had an agent um, a, a few years ago whose wife uh, actually grew up in a home where the father passed away when she was, I think, eight, nine or ten in that range um, and uh, no life insurance. The family was devastated. Uh, fast forward, 18 years old. She's graduated high school. She's about to go off to college. The family has struggled but maintained their home. They were able to keep everything. Her mom's cleaning out a junk closet we all have them uh right they were cleaning out a junk closet and in there found like a 10 million dollar life insurance policy that the the dad had that they didn't know now um it's crazy it was paid up all sorts of stuff i mean they ended up processing the claim the family got the money and and all's well and good but wouldn't it have been nice to have had 10 years earlier they struggled for 10 years when they didn't have to struggle and that's really because nobody knew that policy existed um, and so there was no way of processing that claim and making sure the people actually get the money. Now, I will say this. I'm really serious about the ERS. I've had people um, that do it wrong, and I, I'm always correcting. The emergency response system is something we do in the home while we're there first time, uh, and you'll see why. Uh, but I just believe that if you're out there selling life insurance to your clients and you're not doing the ERS, you are a purely transactional agent and you're not going to last in this business. Um, and what I mean by that is you're only in it for the money. Well, Fitz, of course I am. I got bills to pay. I get it. I've got bills to pay too. And there's nothing wrong with, with being transactional. Okay. There's something wrong with only being transactional in this business. You have to be relational. You have to care. Those who have that extra piece, those who have that EQ in this business are the ones who last for the long haul and the ones who actually make the bigger money, ironically. 
So uh, this is making, well, I'll get into it, but it's, if you're selling insurance and you're not doing the ERS, please change. Please stop doing it that way. Finish the process by following up with the emergency response system. Let's get into some bullet points. This is a free service that we provide for our clients. I need you to adopt and adapt to that way of thinking. This is a free service we provide for our clients. Uh, uh, it's, 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 um, it's one of those add-ons that we're doing for no cost. You know, I hear a lot of the online marketing people that are strategizing out there and, and making sales, and so many of them talk about giving your clients something for free giving your clients something for free. And when you give them something that's actually of value and it doesn't cost them anything, they then feel a little obligated to spend more money with you. I'll give you a prime example here in Dallas. I don't know if they're, I'm, I'm sure they're all over the country, but I don't know where you live if they've got it, but discount tire. I love discount tire. You love discount tire. I love discount tire. Like if I get a nail in my tire, I pull in a discount tire. They whip that nail out, plug it in the hole. Now I got the big truck tire, so they rarely have to plug it. They pull that nail out. If we, we were pulling in the other day with Heather's car and it's like, hey, one of our tires is kind of low and they, they pumped it up and we were on our way. Free service. They don't charge for that. You know what? When I need tires, you know where I go? I go to Discount Tire. And this is not a commercial for them, but they do something for free that's a value. And now I feel obligated that when, and they can see that I, I consistently buy tires there, I feel obligated to go to them to buy my tires. So this is a free service that we provide for our clients. When they die, the ERS will contact you, the agent, to get the client money. So what happens is when the client dies, the emergency response system contacts you and you're able to help process the death claim. We, uh, we, we saw on the ATM slide that uh, most claims never go processed. Uh, I know when I was in the field, I had four different death claims and uh, the, the shortest that I found out of any of those death claims was 90 days. I, I didn't have the ERS back in my day in the field. It's developed after I got out of the field, um, but I wish I had. Because what happens during 90 days when the major breadwinner is gone and the money's not coming in, what happens during that 90 days? Financial devastation. You can lose everything in 90 days. Most people don't have a 90-day emergency fund set up. They're going to lose everything in that 90 days, and we need to process it faster. So an example of how this has happened, we had some clients in Kentucky, single mom, three kids. Uh, she bought the policy on like a Tuesday. On Thursday, she was in a house fire and died. All three kids survived. They were fine. They weren't even home. She was there. She died in the house fire. Th that day that she died, the, the agent got three phone calls from the emergency response system. All three people that she had said would call him, called the agent. The agent was able to call Foresters. Foresters finished underwriting the policy as if she were still alive, and they were to process that check. The family got the check in two weeks. From, from when she signed the application to when they got the check was two weeks. That's unheard of processing time, especially for an application that wasn't even completed yet, wasn't even issued yet. That's how this works. Do not call these like you would call a lead. These people are names on an emergency contact list. Do not call these like you would a lead. I remember a few years ago, we had a, an agent on our, our group chat. The agent reached out and said, hey, I got some ERS. How do I call them? And I had an agent, a new agent, who never even called leads, responded back and said, just call them like you would any lead. It's like, you haven't even called leads, man. How would you know even how to call leads, much less calling the ERS, which you don't treat like a lead? And people say, why not call it like a lead? It's a referral, right? No, this is a free service that we provided for our clients. Do not call them like you would call a lead or a referral. This is a free service. 
Now that free service is going to get us in front of them. And now because we're in front of them, we're going to be able to make additional opportunities for sales, to help in the family somehow, some way. But it's a free service first and foremost that we're providing. Do not call like you would call a lead. Study How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success and Selling by Frank Betcher. If you've not read this book, start off by reading it. <laughs> uh, if you have read it, read it again and again and again and again. This is a, one of these books that I read once a year. This is a book that I read once a year because it's just such a basic. I say this and I hope it's not offensive to anybody, but you know, Christians have the Bible, Jews have the Torah, uh, Muslims have the Quran. Life insurance salesmen, our holy scripture is Frank Betcher's book. How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success. Now, some people go, well, I, I, I don't believe in that Holy Scripture. That's kind of, that's blasphemous. I'm not being, listen, it's who we are. This is a fundamental of what we're doing. Frank Betcher was making a million dollars a year selling life insurance during the Great Depression. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. The economy has taken a hit over the last few months. Nowhere near Great Depression standards. Like, this is... This is legit, okay? In Philadelphia, 25% unemployment rate. Uh, he was a door-to-door -door debit agent, so he was collecting the premiums when they were due. They didn't have automatic bank draft, and it was a Great Depression. Nobody trusted the banks then anyway. Like, um, just put yourself in a situation he was in, and he was making a million dollars a year, which is something crazy, like 10 million now, a year, selling life insurance. He tells how he did it in this book. Why wouldn't you study it? I'm not saying read the book. Somebody says, yeah, I read the book before. Don't read it. Study it. There's a difference. You need to be in an appointment and Frank Betcher come out of your mouth. Like you need to be in an appointment and you just reply the way he'd reply to something. Just poop, put it back out there. That's what you need to do. That's how familiar this book needs to be in your, in your daily walk. Okay? Also important, once you find out the name and relationship of the beneficiary, don't use the word beneficiary again. Beneficiary is a cold word. It doesn't mean anything. But when you say your daughter, Kate, oh, man, like that's a whole different ballgame. I'm buying life insurance for my daughter, Kate. That, 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 takes, that flashes me forward to her graduating high school and needing to be able to pay for college and finishing college and needing to be able to you know, pay for a wedding and, and getting married and, and starting a family. And they need to buy a house. And you know, now their kids are going off to college. And they, like, I just think about all those things. You say beneficiary, it's a very cold word. It doesn't mean anything. So don't use the word beneficiary. Find out, and don't even ask, who do you want your beneficiary to be? Find out who they want to leave the money to. And now you can just say either the relationship or the name, but never the word beneficiary. Okay? So those are just my basic bullet points. And now we're going to get into some script. So when in the home. Now, I've talked to agents, and a big mistake people make is they say, well, I didn't do the ERS while I was there. I decided to wait until the policy got issued before I, before I did it problem with that is uh, what if they die during underwriting well I'll find out soon maybe maybe not maybe it's one of the cases that takes 60 to 90 days to get approved and we don't find out during underwriting and and so now we're 90 days down the road families hit financial devastation and you could have helped do the ERS right then what if the client doesn't get approved well then they're not gonna need the ERS well yeah it's still free service you can provide and oh by the way you can still get in front of those people and offer them life insurance too. You're missing out on an opportunity if you don't do it right there in the home. So when you're in the home, you've made the sale, you're starting to fill out the paperwork. Here's what you say. Bob, Mary, while I start on some of this paperwork, take this piece of paper and jot down a few names and numbers of who's going to call me when you die. 
Now, I'll say that if you're seeing this video on our website, there is a link right below for, for an official page you can print out. But don't get caught up in having the official ERS paperwork to fill this stuff out. Rip out a piece of a legal pad of paper just and just hand it over to them and have them start filling out. It doesn't need to be pretty. It just needs to be done. Uh, number two, I'll say this. Uh, when you die, you use words like die fits. At this point in the appointment, you're starting to fill out the application. If you haven't talked about death and die and and, and, and the ramifications of that, you really probably hadn't even gotten to the point of filling out an application yet. These are real picture words that you need to use so they can imagine what's going to happen. We sell an intangible. So you can't just put them in the driver's seat and let them take it for a test drive. You can't test drive a life insurance policy, right? They, 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 because you have to die in order to experience that. So we have to walk them through the scenario of having it versus not having it. Take them through those, those picture words. So using a word like die is important. Okay, now after they have a few names down and you have completed the preliminary info on the app, move your eyes from the application to their paper and say, I will say this. There were many, 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 many times I had a Saturday where I ran 10, 12 hours of appointments. And at the end of the day, I was exhausted. And, and most people would say, yeah, well, you're exhausted anytime you work 10 or 12 hours doing something. Yeah, we're life insurance agents. It's not like we're in construction. Like we're not doing real work. Like this is not like, what are you going to get? Like, oh man, my wrist is so exhausted from writing. Like you're not actually, I found myself being tired at the end of the day because I was constantly performing for the clients. It's a performance, and it's a performance, and some people go, well, I don't like that word performance, like you're not being real. No, I'm being real, but I'm doing a performance to walk them through. Have you, have you been to a Broadway show or a musical, and, and, and they, they put on a performance, and they carry you through the story? That's what we're doing in a home, is we're carrying them through the story. The performance doesn't end until you're in your, home, in your car around the corner celebrating that sale. Right? It doesn't end until then. And then you got a minute to regroup before your next appointment. So right here, this is performance. Don't do this. Don't go, well, that's terrible. You could do more. Like you don't want to, you don't want to just like, Ugh. you know, it's a subtle thing where you're still filling out the application. Basic, basic stuff. You know their name and address. It was on the lead, right? You, you got to their home. You know their address. You're filling out that basic stuff and you just kind of go, you, just, you see how slight that was? But it's just a, a glance over, a look over. And then you say this. It's important that, I mean, that's a, like a key piece. Don't, don't, make, don't be very demonstrative about it because it's going to come across psychologically like they're doing this for you somehow. It's not for you. It's for them, and you're helping them. So don't make it about you with your reaction to it. Make it about them by just a little turn of the head. And here's what you're going to say. That's a good start. Let me help jog your memory. Uh, who's going to know soonest that you died? <coughs> do you have the kind of neighbors that would notice an ambulance at your house? <coughs> Excuse me. Or that your car hasn't moved in a few days? Or that there is a distinct smell coming from the house? Jot down a few, two to three. Now, that's, Fitz, that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of morbid. It's death. We're talking about them dying. It, uh, it's by very definition, it's morbid. I mean, just look up the word, right? So do you have the kind of neighbors that would notice an ambulance at your house? Everybody's got those kind of neighbors because it's an ambulance, right? Or that your car hasn't moved in a few days. Everybody's got a neighbor that knows everything happening in the neighborhood. Heather got a call this morning from that neighbor. Like it, it's everything is happening in the neighborhood. This neighbor knows, right? Or that there's a distinct smell coming from the house because you died, right? So the first two or three names that you get up here, these may be in different states that you're not located in, maybe friends or family that are going to know. Well, 
people in Maine aren't necessarily going to know, even though they're a close family, won't necessarily know that their relative in Texas died, right? Not, not the fastest, right? They may, it may take a few days for them to find that out. But here, now we're getting to the neighbors. We're, now, we're, now we're starting to work in that neighborhood. Once they've done that, you glance over again. Bob, Mary, do you have the kind of job that someone is going to notice if you don't show up for work? Write down a couple of coworkers and maybe a manager. Who doesn't have that kind of job? I mean, I, I technically own the Fitz group, but if I don't show up for work, people notice. Like, hey, Fitz, you're not at work. You everything okay? Like I'm getting texts, right? So this, this is going to be two to three here, two to three here, two to three here. You're getting anywhere from six to nine, maybe ten names just on, on this right here. And, and a good two-thirds of them should be local for sure, at least. Okay, moving on. If you have extra time in the appointment, get them to text the names for you, coach them on the script. I really encourage you. We used to say call from the home, and then this texting thing really took off, and I really encourage just a text. It's a simple thing. We used to coach our clients on how to make the phone calls. They're not on the phone for four hours catching up on the world events. Now you just shoot a quick text. Bam, it's done. What I recommend is saving this text in your phone and just texting it to your client. Maybe take a little selfie of you and the client, then text them with this with this script that they can just copy paste to their list, okay? Here's the script. Joe, this is Bob. I'm sitting across the table from my life insurance agent, Fitz. You, you put your name. I put you down as an emergency contact. Fitz, emergency contact is a key word right there. Everybody who's got kids has an emergency contact list at school. Fitz is going to call you and explain what this means. It's not a sales call. He wants to make sure that our daughter, Kate, gets the money quickly when we die. Thanks. Just a quick text. Now, this is where some people have tweaked it and they've done this or done that, but this, this in the basic form, this works. This works. Have them text that. Pop, pop, pop. It doesn't take long to copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste the texts uh, to their list of, uh, of nine or ten people. When calling the ERS, ERS list back at the office, so you're eventually, by the way, some people will say, hey, his phone number, he'll be calling from this number. You can throw that into the text. That's great, too. But when you're back to the office and you're calling the ERS list, by the way, most people just mix these in while they're calling their leads, booking appointments. When you're calling the list, here's what you say. Joe, this is Fitz. I am the life insurance agent for Bob and Mary. This is not a sales call. I am calling to let you know they put you down as an emergency contact. That means that when you die, I need you to call me so I can get the money processed for their daughter, Kate. Now, you live in the area, right? Great. I'll be there. She's just confirming their address. I'll be there Saturday meeting with other clients. I'll swing by your house. It takes 10 to 15 minutes at the most for me to give you the information that you need. You'll also have the opportunity to opt out of this responsibility if you so choose. Now book the appointment. Just, this is where people make the mistake with the ERS, and I've heard different iterations of it over the last couple of years, and I cringe because I think it's a mistake. What people will do is they'll make a phone call, and they're like, hey, I'm the insurance agent for so-and-so. Do you need any insurance? Let's go back to the very first bullet point of the PowerPoint here. This is a free service you're providing for your clients. We are making sure that when they die that their loved ones get the money. Please, please, please don't call up and jump right into trying to sell this person insurance because you may ruin the relationship with your client by doing so. This is a free service. Now, I know right now at the recording of this, we're in COVID pandemic era, and, and maybe you're not able to book an appointment and you may have to transition into doing this over the phone. Okay, I get it, but the basics of it, we're not going to be in a pandemic the rest of our lives. The, you, the basics of it is you're booking an appointment. Well, Fitz, I've got other appointments to run. 
I understand you got leads. I understand you got referrals. I understand. But if you're looking to book 20, 30, 40 appointments, some of these can count as those and you're going to get something out of this. Please don't shortcut the system. I've seen it a thousand times. And again, I know a thousand people have a a thousand different ways of doing this. But the best, consistently the best results we get from this is when you are following this and booking an appointment to go see them rather than just trying to handle it over the phone. When you get to the house of that ERS contact, here's what you're going to say. Now, you're getting to their, I'm not going through the introductions and all that sort of stuff. You're getting to their kitchen table like you would in a normal appointment. Joe, here's the deal. I can't tell you the details of Bob and Mary's policy, but I can tell you that if and when something happens to one or the other, I have to make sure the money gets where it's supposed to go. They gave me an emergency contact list of about 10 names. You're one of those 10. I prefer to get a call from all 10 if if and when something happens. Your job is to contact me until you get a hold of me. Are you okay with this? I need you to call every number until we actually speak. Don't leave a message. Don't shoot a text just assuming I'm going to get those things. Let's actually have a conversation. And if I talk to all 10 of the people on that list, that is so comforting to me than just talking to none <laughs> or maybe one. Don't, don't run the risk of that one. Now, I'm, playing the, I'm stacking the deck in the favor of the client that we're going to have you know, five of the 10 call pretty quickly. Okay, great. Let me give you all of my contact. Now, mo- nobody opts out of that. Nobody opts. No, I hate my friends. I don't, I don't want their daughter to get that money. Um, nobody does that. So great. Let me give you call, uh, all of my contact information. Can I see your phone? Well, I'm older, Fitz. I don't really know how to work phones. I'm younger, Fitz. I don't know how to work everybody's phones. They will show you. People love to show you how their phone is better than yours. I have an iPhone. I don't know how to use an Android. <laughs> the Android people just go, oh, your phone sucks. Let me show you how great this is. Right? Or vice versa. The iPhone people go, oh, your phone sucks. Let me show you how, how great iPhones are. They love doing that. So don't, don't worry about it. Can I see your phone? I'm going to save my contact as Bob and Mary's life insurance agent and then your name in parentheses. Joe, when Bob dies, just do a search for in your phone for Bob, and it's going to pull up Bob and Mary's life insurance agent. That way, when something happens, look up Bob, and you'll find me. Here's my phone number, my cell phone, my office phone, my home address, my office address, my email address, my Facebook page, my Twitter account, my preferred carrier pigeon service. This is everything. You would say carrier pigeon service? Yes, I'm just like... I, that's what I do. I say things that are off the wall and funny, right? So it's it just making light of it. Not really, not really a carrier pigeon service. I don't have one of those. After entering the contact information into their phone, save now. Now, Joe, can I ask you a quick question? Do you have an emergency contact list put together? 100% of the time, the answer is no. They, they, they do not have an emergency contact list put together. No insurance agent out there does this. This is something that's really unique to us. Could they do it? Yes, but most insurance agents don't care enough. So they're going to say, no, I don't have one. This is where, you, this is where you're going to make your money. Well, Joe, can I ask you another question? And I hope I don't offend. Do you have life insurance? Can I ask you another question? And I hope I don't offend. Do you have life insurance? 50% are going to say they don't have life insurance. 50%. That, now, the real numbers are more than that, but 50% will actually admit it, Okay. And so now you put on what I call your best Frank Betcher hat. Go back to that book. You put on your, your Frank Betcher performance, and you look down at your watch, right? You can't just, you can't just jump into the script. You're going to see it. it's still performance. You got to, and then you say, I've got a few minutes before I need to, uh, need to leave to see my next client. Can I ask you a few questions to see if I can do anything to help? Now you pull out your, your ATM. You start going to the financial picture page. You're, you're pulling out the green sheet. You're starting to ask him these questions. 
And, and maybe, depending on how your schedule works, you can transition right into the appointment right then and close the deal. Or maybe, depending on how your schedule is set up, you may have to book an appointment for Monday. Oh, God forbid you start Monday with 20 appointments already booked. The other 50%, so 50% say they don't have life insurance. They're actually telling the truth. The other 50% are going to say they have life insurance. Great. This may sound weird, but I really love what I do and take great pride in offering my clients the best policies available. Do you mind if I look at your policy? I love seeing what else is out there in the industry. When I was in the field, nobody knew other companies' products like me. And it's because every time I was in a home and a client said they had life insurance, I was taught to get the policy out on the table. Get it out on the table. Otherwise, you're selling against something that's intangible and invisible. <laughs> right? Like it doesn't exist. Whereas when we have the life insurance policy out on the table, we're calling it out. They either have it or they don't. It's either right here or it's not. And that's how I learned so much about other companies' products. But so I wasn't kidding when I say I do take great pride and offer my clients the best policy. And if you find a great policy out there, let us know. We can probably find it. We can probably get it for us. For the one out of ten, Listen, 50% say they don't have life insurance. 50% say they do. One out of 10 of these are able to actually produce a policy. It's crazy. They said they got it, but they can't find the policy. So uh, look at it. And see if the ones who do, look at it and see if there's anything you can do to help. This is just going to take practice. People always say, how do you read a life insurance policy? Well, two skills are involved. One, it's uh, reading. And then two, applying that to life insurance policy. And the, the, the way a life insurance policy is actually set up, it's, it's like the, the really the first page. There's usually maybe a blank page, but, but you get to the first page. It's called a declaration page. And it, on one page, tells what that policy has. It tells you when they bought it. It tells you how long, they've, the, how long it's good for, if it's a term. How, it tells you the years. You can do some quick math, figure out how many years they have left. You can, like, it's all right there. And so you can see that they got a 15-year policy that, that expired, you know, five years ago. <laughs> that it's not a real policy anymore. Jump in and start, you know, give them something good. Or maybe they got three years left. Did you know this policy is going to expire in three years? Now, I think accidental death has its value. But some people buy accidental death thinking it's a full policy. And so you may get into it and go, did you know this was accidental death? No, I didn't. Yeah, it says right here you got to die of an accident in order to claim this policy. I'm not saying it's a bad policy, but it's not going to cover everything, just accidents. So now you got an opportunity there. So now 9 out of 10 are not able to produce the policy. <laughs> this is what you say. Joe, you bought the policy, right? And it was delivered to you? And you put it in a safe place? And you don't know where it is? Is that right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm creating this doubt in their mind of, oh my gosh, I think I've really screwed up here. Can I ask you one last question? How are your wife and loved ones supposed to find it? And you jump in and tell them the story about the, the, the client, uh, the agent whose wife, you know, when she was 10, dad died. They didn't know for 10 years he had a policy. <laughs> this is big. And it, it's how you phrase these questions. Don't, don't buzz through it. Joe, you bought the policy, right? And it was delivered to you. See, see the face? Like I'm, it's, this is like a Robert De Niro, you know, the little face there. Uh, and, and you put it in a safe place and you don't know where it is. Is that right? Like, you dummy. You bought a policy and you don't know where it is? Like, can I ask you one last question? How are you and your, uh, your, your wife and loved ones supposed to find it? Put your best Frank Betcher hat on, look down your watch, and say, I've got a few minutes before I need to leave to see my next client. Can I ask you a few questions and see if I can do anything to help? Right? You're, gonna, you're, you're not going to close all of them. You're not going to turn all of these into sales. Remember, first and foremost, it is a free service that we're providing for our clients. But you're going to come out with about 40% sales. 
You're there to help, not sell. Help if you can. Help if you can. We're asking questions. We're seeing where we can help. Maybe their life insurance is perfect, but we're filling out a green sheet. We find out they got a 401k from two jobs ago. Or we find out that they haven't started investing into their, uh, their safe retirement program, their, 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 uh, their tax-free retirement program. You, don't, you just don't ever know what you're going to find while you're there. Ask the questions. Uncover what you can. Maybe they haven't had cancer in the last five years, but great aunt Sally had cancer, and they're concerned about that. Maybe they're concerned about the hospital indemnity. Maybe they're coming of certain age and need Medicare. Like, there's lots of stuff that we offer. You just have to ask the questions and uncover it. I promise you there's sales there. Don't blow it by just calling them on the phone saying, hey, you need life insurance? A hundred percent of the time, people are going to say no, unless they just got out of the hospital from a triple bypass surgery. A hundred percent of the time, they're going to say no. Okay, don't try to shortcut this system. Use this to book more appointments. I hope that helps. Emergency response system. Again, I know people have made tweaks to this, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying what I just taught was the basics of it. Start there. Start using it. Apply it and see how it changes your business. Hope that helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.